to lift up your voice. I want you to begin to pray. I want you to soak your family in the blood of Jesus for divine preservation, for divine protection in this last quarter of the year. Lift up your voice and pray. I want you to pray. The Lord said we should secure our families in these last quarter of the year through the blood and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So lift up your voice. Soak your family. Soak your relationships. Soak your children. Soak your health. Soak everything about you and your family. In the blood of Jesus, you're going out. You're coming in. You're driving. You're flying. Lift up your voice and pray. Soak everything in the blood of Jesus. The enemy is on the branch. The enemy is on the outbreak. The Bible says that they overcame him by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Shakabaruski Pandariata, Lake Medebere Sabatolaboshandaria, online in house, lift up your voice and pray. The Bible said, My house shall be a house of prayer. So lift up your voice and pray. Shandelebekebendariata, Librandos Kapandanaba. We have fought every agenda of the enemy as the year comes to a close, as the year wraps up. The enemy will not wrap up our joy. He will not wrap up our joy. He will not wrap up our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Don't take it for granted. It's an opportunity to deal with the enemy. Maruski Pandadia, Mekaneme Kabadu, Shakalia Kapa, Yekamale Kabatelebe, yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Rabaruski Pandadia, Mahandelebe, Kabatelebe, Haroski Pandadia, Mahandeneme Kabada, yes, Kapandelebe, yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, any attack of the enemy. We nullify it, lift up your voice, nullify it, nullify it over your family in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray one more final prayer. And we are declaring that, Lord, as the year is coming to an end, any outstanding blessing, listen very well, any outstanding blessing that the enemy has put an embargo on, I recover it. You know, Bible says in the book of Job, he said that they have swallowed down riches and they will vomit it out. They have swallowed down riches. They have swallowed down peace. They have swallowed down your healing. They have swallowed down your blessing. Daniel started praying 21 days. And Bible said that the enemy hijacked his answer until he kept on praying. So tonight we want to pray. Any blessing for me, any blessing for the ministry, any blessing for my family in the year 2023 that I've not yet received. In the name of Jesus, 
whether by the machination of the enemy, whether by the agenda of the enemy, tonight I recover all. Come on, somebody clap your hands and recover all. Lift up your voice and pray. I recover all. I recover all. In a blessing. I recover all. Shadebaya. Antenemeya. Yebrendes kapanda. Yebantalia kapa. Yebentelebeide. Yebrendes kipanda daba. I recover all. Lord, I recover all. Father, I recover all. In the name of Jesus, I recover all. Father, I recover all. Any blessing with my name on it. Any blessing for my family, for my children, for my wife, for my for my ministry. Father, any blessing for everyone here, everyone connected that we have not yet received. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Somebody take it now. Take it now. Whether you are online or you are in house, pray. Recover it. It is for the year 2023. You need it for this year. Before you enter into the new year. Take it in the name of Jesus. On the altar of prayer. We recover it all. We recover it all. Lord, we recover it all. Yes, Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, be it healing, be it recovery, be it restoration, whatever it is, the fruit of the womb, divine healing, divine intervention, people's documents, answers to prayers, in the name of Jesus, we recover it all, we recover divine preservation. We recover divine security. We recover divine protection. Right now, in the name of Jesus. We recover healing right now. Now lift up your voice. Every healing. Every healing. Every healing. Every healing. Every healing. That we need right now. We take it. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now listen, I want you to hold the hand of somebody. I want you to pray for somebody. Eh? We are going to pray for somebody. Please, media, do something about I can't hear myself. Now, we're going to pray for somebody. Listen, uh, we in this house, we operate as the Holy Spirit directs. You want to pray for somebody that you are holding the hands. And you want to declare that any element of shame will be wiped out. It will be chiseled out. You know, there is going to be a corporate anointing that is going to run through us. The Lord is going to raise the glory amongst us right now say holy spirit of the lord in the name of jesus any shame any any shame any disgrace any disappointment any failure planned by the enemy 
purpose by the enemy as we pray let it dry up as we pray let it dry up in the name of Jesus lift up your voice and pray bless the name of the Lord begin to thank the name of the Lord
the Holy Spirit, the custodian of power upon the earth. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Let's be in prayer. Father, we thank you once again. Please bless your word. Grant us a hearing ear, a perceiving mind, and an understanding heart that we will profit with the word. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2, Bible says that unto them was the gospel preached as well as unto us. But the word preached did not profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. We pray for supernatural faith this evening. That as the word is coming, we will understand it and Lord, we will apply it. That our lives will be transformed. We are resting in territorial forces, the spirit of darkness, the spirit of tiredness, sleep. The spirit, oh Lord, that torments people and cause their minds to be divided when the word is coming. So that the word enters and bounces back. Or so that the word enters and passes through the other side. We arrest them devils in Jesus name. And we say that Lord let your word burden our heart. Break our hearts and let your word, in, your, your word rebuild our hearts. Even in Jesus blessed and mighty name. We call it down. Somebody shout me a believing amen. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. How many of you are excited for the word that is coming tonight? Bible says that at the entrance of the word, there is liberty. So as the word is coming, I want you to expect liberation. Hallelujah. And I want you to prepare yourself and take some notes. Because the topic that I'm talking about today is a very powerful topic. Which when the church understands, we will know how powerful we are. You see? We will know why it is so important for us to know our position and to take charge. And I'll be talking about, I will build my church. If I'm not able to finish it, we'll continue on Sunday. If I'm able to finish it on Sunday, we will deal with and the gates of hell will not prevail. Hallelujah. But if we're not able to finish it, we'll continue on Sunday. However, let me just uh, reiterate these very important notes that you need to understand please on saturday um from 2 p.m to 4 p.m i'll be embarking on soul winning so if you want to join please come meet me here and then we will go from 2 p.m on listen that is the purpose of the church a church that doesn't win souls is like salt that has lost its savor so don't wait for next year september join me on saturday every day of the week you must tell yourself that I got to talk to somebody about Jesus. That is why you are there. Wherever you find yourself, that is the reason why you are there. The only reason why the Lord sent you there is so that you will become the light. Bible says that he has not left himself without a witness. And you are that witness. So when the witness comes to the court and the witness will not give evidence, then there is no need for the witness. You see, why would they invite you if you can't give? The, here you are, you are a, a witness in a case. Now they invite you, come to stand there. What did you see? Then you are standing there. Are you not going to talk? You are standing there. You see, 
you, you become waste for the court and then the people that are also interested. And so sometimes somebody's witnessing can give somebody access to freedom just by a witness. You know, somebody's freedom is dependent on a witness. In a court, sometimes they call these witnesses, you know, exhibit. Somebody's freedom is premised on an exhibit. You are the exhibit of God upon the earth. You see, in, listen, every drug addict is from somebody's block. Every prostitute is from somebody's block. Every rapist is from somebody's block. Every evildoer is from somebody's block. So if the person in that block does his work and light shines, that person will be free. You see, people don't sin because they want to sin. People sin because Satan has invaded them. And it is the only way they can come out is when light is shed upon them. And when light is shed upon them and their eyes are, are open, their hearts are open. When you read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, Bible says that the God, it is not them. The God of this world has blinded them. But how can they see? Except somebody goes to tell them. And so please, Saturday, if you are available, come meet me here. You see, meet me. This is the most important thing I'm telling you. Meet me here at, 4 p- at 2 p.m. Let's go and win souls for two hours. We will go to some apartment and just, just knock on doors. Hey, how are you? We came to invite you for church service tomorrow. This is where our church is. And we came to tell you that Jesus loves you. Very simple message. That is how I spoke to my friend Sean. And now Sean sent me a very powerful testimony again. Every day God is doing something new in his life. You know? And so let us do this on Sunday, on Saturday. And then I want you to take note of the topic that the Lord has given us for this month's night of supernatural encounter. And the Lord said, delivering the lawful captive delivering the lawful captive from Isaiah 49, 24 and 25. You see, Bible says that a curse without a cause will not stand. What about if the curse has a cause? You see, so there are many believers that are living and certain things keep recurring because there is a cause for why it is happening. And Bible calls it a legal captivity. You see, so yeah, though we have been free, we have taken ourselves into legal captivity. There are many soul ties that is the reason why certain people can break away from certain things you see all those things got to be broken and that is going to happen so it is going to be a night of deliverance yeah the, the, the last night of spiritual encounter is going to be d- deliverance you know and uh, and the lord spoke to me this one also at the beginning of the month you know and so please i need you to take note of that you know delivering the lawful captive so that there will be freedom the Bible says that he who the son sets free must be free indeed. Hallelujah. Now I want you to take your books and then your pens and then let's go to I will build my church. I will build my church. You know, this is a direct statement from Jesus Christ. When um, he spoke about the fact that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And um, from the first Sunday of this month, when I started talking about the church in the realm of the supernatural, I told you these two things. The number one, when we talk about the church, okay, the church is made up of two things. Number one, the church is the redeemed. It, I mean, it is made up of two parts, okay? It is made up of the redeemed. Anyone that is born again is called the church of God. 
and number two, the congregation, the gathering of the redeemed. The congregation is called the, the, the sorry, the gathering of the redeemed. When the redeemed gather together like the way we have gathered, it is called the church, the ecclesia. So the church is defined by the individuals that have been redeemed and the gathering together of the individuals. So when we talk about the church, when Jesus was speaking and Jesus said, I will build my church, Jesus was talking about number one, the redeemed, and number two, the n- number two, the gathering together of the redeemed under a common doctrinal belief. Praise the name of Jesus. Um, is somebody understanding it up to now? Now, I also told you that the church never existed in the Old Testament. Now, the reason why the church never existed in the Old Testament is because the head of the church was not revealed. And the head of the church was Jesus Christ. So, the church is a mystery that has never existed until the New Testament. Now, so, you know, the church is also made up of the body and the head. The head is Jesus Christ. Now, that is why, listen very well, I'm going to tell you certain revelations that the Lord showed me. That is the reason why when Jesus died, Bible specifically said in Ephesians chapter 4, and then verse number 9 and 10. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 9 and 10. In Ephesians 4, 9 and 10, he said that, Now he that ascended, what, what it, sorry, what is it but that he also descended first, into the lower parts of the earth. Now, he was talking about why Jesus, I mean, if you came to save, you died, yes, fine, you shed your blood, that is, but why did he have to go down to hell? That is the question that we got to understand. You see, when you understand that, you will know why he, he, we are talking about the fact that he said, I'll build my church. Now, so the reason why Jesus had to go down to hell is because his body was captured in hell. His, listen, his body was under lock in hell. And his body is you and I who had not, we were, we were, we were held captive in hell because of sin. You see, so the, the, the body of Christ, the, you see, Jesus had to descend down, down into hell and then take his body. Now, when Jesus was on earth, he was the head of the church. And the head alone cannot be complete without the body. If you are walking on the street and you see a head lying down or you see a body decapitated without the head is it complete now so we that is why bible said that in him we are made complete in him is the fullness so when jesus the reason why bible said that he descended first into the lower part of the earth look at verse 10 he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all the heavens that he might feel all things so until he descended to redeem us from sin which made satan held us captive in hell there was no way his body was going to be complete so the church had never existed that is why listen that is why he didn't make a public show of satan up he made a public show of him when he descended into hell in the book of colossians chapter 2 let's read from verse number 10 to 15 and you will understand it colossians chapter 2 verse 10 to 15 this is the reason why when jesus died he descended into hell bible said that look at that very beautiful so without him we were not complete you see we were held 
in the bondage of sin in the belly of the earth called hell where is the dwelling place of satan so look at that he said and you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power 11 says that in whom also you was you are circumcised with a circumcision made not with hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh i'll explain all this big big king james english so don't worry by the circumcision of the of, of christ and then verse so you in verse number 11 he was actually talking about the purpose of the sacrifice that jesus made so that we will partake in the sacrifice that is the meaning of verse number 11 okay it's like a woman who is pregnant whatever the woman goes through the baby goes through in the same way so verse 11 is talking about the fact that in whom so inside christ when we were in christ we were circumcised how not with the circumcision of hands in the putting off of the body let, let us say by by the circumcision of the whatever but he said that look at verse 11 he said that but by the circumcision of christ so whatever christ went through the body also went through the, are you getting it and look at verse number 12 so from verse 12 he said that we were buried with him in baptism wherein also he are risen you are risen with him through the faith of the oppression of god who has raised him from the dead so when god raised him from the dead look at the next statement verse 13 says that and you being dead in your sins so this is why jesus had to come down there so that god would raise him because we were dead we were buried we were being held as captives in the belly of hell but we are his body and so he had to come in there make a public display of the devil and then say that you know what now give me that which is mine now give me that my body so the body it is like let me give a practical example it is like let's say uh, somebody's hand is sick or somebody's leg is sick and then you carry that part to the hospital the purpose is that by the time you are coming that part must be whole it must be clean it must be healed so that the whole body will be complete because when the hand is not complete it affects the whole body so look at that he said and you being dead in your sins so we're dead in sins and the uncircumcision of the flesh he has quickened us together with him how did he do that having forgiven us all our trespasses so the thing that made satan hold us captive in hell the lord came forgave us by or through his blood now look at verse number 14 in verse 14 he says that blotting out the handwriting all the evidences all the things that were standing against us which was contrary to us so they were the things that were not allowing us to manifest as his body and bible said that he took it out of the way how by nailing it on the cross and then verse number 15 says that very powerful scripture and having spoiled principality so when he nailed it on the cross when he came down with his blood it was evidence of the fact that i have paid for the sins of dahlia i have paid for the sins of marshall i have paid for the sins of nikki i have paid for the sins of tamara i have paid for the sins of agnes i have paid for the sins of randy and he said that because i have paid for their sins now i can take them out so he came to hell so that he can resurrect us and then we can be his full body praise the name of jesus so now do you understand why jesus died and he had to go to hell now look at that bible said that and having spoken
royal principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Verse 16. Let me end it. Let no man therefore. Okay, so we will come back to another uh, part of chapter, uh, chapter 2. But let us continue. So, ladies and gentlemen, understand that he took his body out and together with his body, we became one complete entity. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 to 23. Is somebody understanding up to this point? You see, I need you to understand how valuable and how precious you are. So look at that. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 to 22. This is the work which God did in Christ. In other words, this, Amen. This is the work which God did in Christ. The death and the resurrection. What was the work? When he raised him from the dead and set him on his own right hand in heavenly places. Now, so when he raised him from the dead, look at what he raised with him. Verse 21 and 22. He said, he set him far above principality, above powers, above might, above dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. And look at 22. There you and I are. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Verse 23. Which is his body. So when he raised Christ from the dead, he didn't only... Christ came there as the head of the church alone. But when he came there and the Lord was raising him, God was raising him, he raised him not only as the head, but as the full body. Because the body of Christ was held in hell. And the body of Christ is you and I which is called the church is somebody understanding it so until Christ died and entered into hell we were still there but when he came there and the Lord was taking him up you see and the Lord was taking him up he didn't take just Christ he took him together with his body you know it is like um, sometimes if you have some metals that have mixed up with sand and you want to pick the metals out of the sand what do you do you put a bar of magnet in the sand right are you understanding it listen very well it will help you i'm telling you now you put a bar of magnet in the sand and then you scramble it in just like that by the time you are lifting it there is no sand but all the metal that is what the lord did so until jesus came to hell even though we are part we are part of the metallic body we will still have been mixed up with the sand devil in hell. But he came so that through his death and his burial and his descension into that is so very important. The church will never have been born if Jesus had not entered into hell. The only reason why he entered into hell was so that when he is coming up, he will come up not alone but with you and I who were being held captive by sin. And we were the lawful captives. So Satan had the opportunity to hold us. But when he came in, ladies and gentlemen, so let me tell you something and write this. So, if you care to know, the most precious commodity upon the earth now to God is the church. I'm telling you, the most precious commodity upon the earth now is the church. The church is the reason why he sent his Holy Spirit. If the church 
was not upon the earth. There is no need for the Holy Spirit. And as long as the Holy Spirit is upon the earth, ladies and gentlemen, Satan cannot have total dominion over the earth. People don't understand the power of the church. Unfortunately, too, the church doesn't understand its own power. You see, we don't even know that we are the reason why. That is why when you go to any place where the church is not, where believers are not, where the congregation of the gathering is not, sin and destruction is inevitable. If you like, look through the world. Look into the continent of the world. Look into areas where there are much bloodshed. Christianity has been suspended. Yeah. Because the church is the reason why the Lord will not allow destruction over a certain place. I was reading in the book of Genesis. Huh? In fact, go with me to the book of Luke. Look at Luke chapter 27. Um, uh, uh, um, Luke, sorry, Luke chapter 17. And let's read from verse 26. Look at what the Lord said. Luke chapter 17 from 26. And we'll read from... Is somebody following me? You see, from verse 26 all the way to 30. He said... This is what the Lord is saying about these end times. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 27. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they gave in to marriage until the day that Noah listened. Until the day that Noah entered into where? The ark. And then the flood came. So as long as Noah stayed upon the earth, even though Bible says that People have sinned. When you read the book of Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says that it repented God hey, that he had made man. Because every imagination of the heart of man was evil. When man slept, when human beings slept, they are just thinking of evil. How do I commit evil? They wake up eating, they are thinking of evil. Bible says that the Lord said, can you give me Genesis chapter 6 verse 1? And look at that. Bible says that, and as the people grew and increased, it came to pass as they multiply. Verse 2 says that the, 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 the fallen angels decided to terminate the appointment of God. So they began sleeping with the daughters of men. Verse 3 says that, and the Lord said, my spirit will no longer strive with men. Look at verse number 4. And in verse number 4, Bible says that these were the days when the giants were born. Verse number 5. Uh, I'm reading to a certain, and God saw. Look at that. And God saw. Josephine, are you with me? And God saw that the wickedness of man was great upon the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. It was like man was becoming more and more evil, progressively evil. But God could not destroy as long as Noah was upon the earth. As the church is the reason why the world is still preserved. Even though there is destruction at certain places. Listen, that is why... Eh, when the rapture happens and the Lord takes off the church and the church is raptured, the Holy Spirit will be taken along with the church. And that is when Bible says that there will be so much destruction that has never been before the creation of the world nor will be after it. Listen. You and I and the congregation is the reason why the Lord is holding on to his anger. We are the reason why Satan cannot. So go with me back to the, uh, 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 Luke chapter 17. And then I was in verse number 27. He said, and he's going to give up. So he said that until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. So as long as Noah was upon the earth, wickedness and evil imaginations was going on. 
But whenever the Lord wanted to send rain, he said, because of Noah, because of Noah, let me give no and listen. It took Noah 100 years to build the ark. You see? And that is why sometimes people jokingly say that, oh, the world will not come to a destruction. The, world, the Lord has still given the church the opportunity to work a little more. The church must work a little more. Peradventure, we will save a few more people. Peradventure, a little more people will come to know the Lord. So when the Lord wants to bring destruction, when the Lord wants to come, and the Lord will say that, let me just hold on for the sake of the church. Look at the next verse. Verse number 28 says that, Likewise, uh-huh, likewise, as it was in the day of Lot. Now, do you know what happened in the days of Lot? In Genesis chapter 19, eh, and we will read it. When you start reading from Genesis 19 verse 21 to 22. Now, when, in fact, let's start from Genesis chapter 21 sorry genesis chapter 19 and then look at verse 12 to 13 and then we will jump to 21 to 22 i need you to understand this teaching it blessed me so much when the lord was teaching me now from verse number 12 he said that and the man said unto lot do you have anybody beside you do you have sons-in-law or do you have sons do you have daughters Uh, listen god is so humorous does it mean that god doesn't know if you have a child or you don't have a child but do you know what God was saying? God is saying, God was saying that anybody that you associate with, I will spare the person. You don't, you didn't get it. <laughs> you see, the church doesn't understand. When I was, when the Lord was teaching me, I was weeping in my heart. I said, if only we know, we if only we know our value upon the earth, we will not abuse ourselves. We don't know. Look, look at that. The the angels, did you know? The angels that are from heaven, they don't know your son, they don't know your daughter. Bible said that children are a gift from God. If God gives you a child, doesn't God know that I've given you this child? But how come when he came, the man said unto Lord, do you have anybody beside you? Son-in-law. And remember, Bible said that in the whole land of Sodom and Gomorrah, everybody was corrupt. So even though they were corrupt, if they were connected to Lord, they would be spared. That is why don't condemn the church. Listen, you may talk anything against the church, but the church is the reason for the for, 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 for the sparing of destruction of the people that are connected to the people in the church. Look at that. He said, do you have anybody beside you? Son-in-laws, sons, your daughters, or, or look at that, or whatsoever you have in the city. The reason why your family is still alive. You see? So don't joke with your position as the church. Don't. Because you are the reason. I'm going to show you another thing over there. There was a city. There was a city amongst the place that were going to be destroyed. But because, listen, because Lot chose that city. That city was called Zoa. The angels spared that city. Look at that. Now verse he said bring them out of this place why look at verse 13 verse 13 says that for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is was great before the face of the lord and the lord has sent us to destroy it now jump to the verse 21 now the verse 21 when now the uh, uh, um, um, when now the angels were telling the following morning the angels were telling lot and his family to go out look at the lot was delaying and then this is what he said and he said unto him see i have accepted thee concerning this one thing 
that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken because Lord has spoken about that city called Zohar. Now, haste thee. Look at what he said. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything until you come into that city. And he said, therefore, the name of the city is called Zohar. So the reason why Zohar was spared from the destruction was not because the people inside the city were good. It was because Lot decided to go into that city. Wherever the church is, the, 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 that place is secured. Where, am I talking to people in Holy Hill Chapel? Wherever the church is, the place is secured. You see, wherever the church is, the Bible said that the eyes of the Lord are upon his people. So when you appear at a place, the eyes of the Lord is upon you. There are many people who have tracking devices in their children's school bags. Now the reason why they do that is so that when my child closes from school, one day somebody told me, he said, oh, uh, my daughter has got into this place and that place. I said, hey, sister, how are you getting to know? He said, oh, there is a tracking device. I want to know wherever my daughter, my child, a, a little girl anyway. You know, he said, oh, he's go- she's going to board the, 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 the school bus. I said, you are, you are in your room. You can determine where she, she is. And how. That is how the eyes of the Lord is upon the church. And listen, do you know Why? The Lord revealed the church in this time. It is because of the love that he has for the world. Because without the church, the Lord will destroy the world. So when the Lord showcases or plants a church, plants his people in a place, it is an advocacy of mercy for that place. Anywhere the church is. Anywhere the people of God are. And listen, this is the reason why Desiree, the enemy fights the church. The enemy doesn't fight the church. The enemy doesn't fight you because of uh, your pompidio. No. Or your car. No. The enemy fights the church because if he'll be able to fight the church to go, then the place will be bare, empty, and I can destroy the place. But as long as the church is there, as long as, and Bible said that as it was in the days of Lot, look at that, as it was in the days of Lot, and Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9, he said that for the Lord has not appointed us unto wrath. He has not appointed us unto wrath. This is the reason why, brothers and sisters, Satan knows this and he is fighting the church. He will let the people in the church fight the church. He will let the people who the church is becoming. Listen, the church is the ransom for the destruction of the people. I'm telling you, the church. And the only thing that can fight against the church is the gates of hell. That is why Jesus said, I will build my church. Because you know why Jesus Christ, you know why Jesus said, I will build my church. Because why did Jesus come? Bible said, for God so loved the world. So if Jesus does not build his church, the love will not be manifested. Because the presence of the church will let his love overshadow the weaknesses of that place. The presence of the church. Sometimes God looks at Memphis Borough. He sees all the evil going on. But then he will see a light. Do you know that sometimes when a light is shining. Watch this. When a light is shining. Huh, now there can be shadows. And then people can hide under the shadows. Sometimes when the sun is very hot. People will be looking for shadows to hide under. So there is evil. Alright. Let's say the evil is the dark shadows. 
There is evil, all right, but when the Lord looks upon the land, he doesn't see the evil. He sees the light that is shining. And the light is the church. Somebody say, I am the light. Is somebody with me up to this point? I need you to go and listen to this message over and over because it is so very powerful and we need to understand. So take note of these quick statements. Number one, why did, the, why did Jesus say that I will build my church? Because number one, the church is his body. The church is his body. As Randy is not building his body. The church is his body. If you want scriptures, I'll give you Ephesians 1, 22 to 23. You can write it as a reference. Number two. So number one, the reason why Jesus said I will build my church is because the church is his body. And the reason why he entered into hell is because of his body. He will not let his body be corrupted. Ay, 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 ay. Somebody goes to the hospital. Doctor, I have a cat. The doctor gives him a balm. Okay, go and apply this balm on the cat. When the person comes home, what does the person do? He applies the balm to the cat. Are you understanding me? So, the church is his body. If he has redeemed us from destruction, then he must heal us. <laughs> you didn't get that one. Is somebody understanding it? Nevia, do you understand it? So, he must heal us. Uh-huh. So, we are his body. Number two, the reason why Jesus said, I will build my... So, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ajua, the Lord building the church is more interesting to him than to you, the church. Did you get that one? Uh-huh. Listen, on a scale of importance, the Lord building his church is more important to him than you that he is building. The benefit that it will accrue to you because the investment the investment that has gone in to bring the church to that level. No, he will not let it go waste. That is why sometimes things happen and then the Lord is quiet. And then one day somebody told me, somebody said, eh, yeah, eh, men of God have to address this issue and that issue and that issue. And then the person said, maybe the men of God are also doing the same thing. That is why they can't address. I said, hey, shut up. Nobody is doing that. But it is because the Lord does not see from today. The Lord sees the end of the church from today. But human beings see the beginning of the church today. That is why many people have lost their destiny helpers. The man said, I'll marry you. They size the man up and down. You, am I your size? Do you think I'm your equal? But they don't know that tomorrow, that person will become the president. They don't know. You see, they don't know. Yeah. That is why the Bible said that despise not the days of small beginnings. Because if God wants to do something, the Lord, you see, the Lord sees from the end. The Lord doesn't see from the beginning. Human beings see from the beginning. When the Lord wanted um, um, a king to be anointed, and then the Lord brought Saul, the moment Samuel saw Saul, he said, my goodness. Because the Bible said that Saul was the tallest, the most handsome. My goodness. The moment he saw him, he didn't even wait. He took the, the oil. Ba, 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 ba. Is this not the chosen of the Lord? The guy disappointed God amazingly. Now, when the Lord wanted to choose another king, and then he came into the house of Jesse, the same repetition of mistake. He saw Eliab. Say! The chosen of the Lord. Come here, come here. Let me pour the oil. 
The Lord said, mm -mm -mm. For you, you have I've seen that you you have always been seeing with the eyes of men. For man seeth only in the outward. One day, one of my daughters was driving with her, and then she saw a certain car, you know, a certain car called Covet or something like that. She said, Whew. She started whistling. I said, Sister, why? She said, Papa, I love this car. I said, Hey. So I spoke to her. I said, If somebody comes in a Chevy, a Chevy uh, brand of car, and then another comes in Covet, which one will you take? He said, Papa, without an, a button and eye, I'll go for the Covet man. I said, Look at a woman seeing with the eye of man. Maybe the person that will be driving the Chevy is going to own the Corvette company. Are you understand what I'm saying? You see, what am I trying to say? That the church is his body. So the Lord takes time to build his body. He takes time. Notice this. You can't be in ministry. You can't be in the church and not give time to the church to recuperate. Hey, brothers and sisters. If you hurt your arm, do you break it away? One day, one of my daughters said, Papa. I said, yes, madam. He said, my nail has broken. I said, sister, well, your nail has broken. We thank God to grow again. I should have, if I have preached this message, I would have asked her then. So are you going to cut your hand away because your nail has broken? Hallelujah. Hello. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. You must understand the purpose of the church. The church is his body. The church is his body. That is why he's building it up. When you wake up, Desiree has been going to the gym, posting it all over. Why do you go to the gym? She said, I want to reduce my body. Because she, was here. she said that postpartum, whatever, whatever terminologies. I said, hey, sister, postpartum, whatever has increased you. She said, I will burn all the fat. And she said, I'm working on my body. I've given myself this number of months. She's not working on me. When she's at the gym, I'm sleeping. Oh, I'm praying. Why is she working on her body? Because it is her body. She wanted to conform to what she wants. Jesus is the head of the body. The church is his body. And that is why he's building it. That is why he's building you. Give yourself time. Hey, I read in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 22. From verse number 1 and 2. When Saul Emenis, was chasing David. And he entered into the cave of Adullam. Bible says that verse 2. People that were waste came to him. People that their wives are beating them. People that were owing. People that were drunkards. And Bible said that when they came, look at verse 2. Bible said that. And David, the next verse, look at that. He said, discontented. And he became a captain over them. He became their head. One day I had a dream. I think I've shared it over and over. Mrs. Broby, I've shared it over and over. What is that dream? I had this dream. I had gone to a public restroom. I was going to use the place. How many of you remember this encounter? I was going to use the place. And the place was so dirty. It is the dirtiest place that I had ever seen on earth. But before I went there, I saw that anybody that enters with the speed of light, they came out. I said, hey. But I was also pressed. I said, Brianna, I said, I will use the place. When I entered, I said, I better wee wee on myself. To wee wee here, I'll wee wee on myself and go and bath. So I was going, <laughs> I was going out and I heard a voice, coach, that if you can clean it, 
you can keep it. I said, hey, what is this voice now? So I went back into the restroom. And then I, very dirty. But when I started cleaning it, I saw that, surprisingly, people that I didn't know and I had never contacted were just coming in. This one will bring soap. This one will bring water. This one will bring sand. This one will bring brush. This one will bring this. They all brought things. By the time I realized, and the place was clean. And guess what, Rina? When the place was clean, it was the most beautiful restroom that I had ever seen. And the Lord told me, said, anybody that comes, if you can see the gem in them, and you take time, you will get the precious value in them. That is why I don't give up on people. Yeah, that is why me, me, I don't know about you. You can give up on, but me, I don't give up on people. Somebody does something, the person comes, I will sit the person down and restore and recover the person. Because I know what the Lord has told me. By you, you can destroy and kill them. Yeah. And I was telling somebody the other day that, Elder Marshall, the reason why people can, you know, amplify the weaknesses of people is because that point that is somebody's weakness is their strength. Yeah. You can easily destroy somebody in their weakness because to you, hey, why must this person gossip? Can't you keep your mouth shut? Because you, you don't even talk. Even when we push you, you smile. <laughs> that is the best talk you can do. So you don't talk. So naturally, you can't gossip. So to you, you see, but when you carry a big heart, was it Sunday or last week? I was telling you that if you want to be in ministry, eh, you must be somebody that the Lord has broken. The Lord must give you a big heart. Otherwise, it will kill you. Yeah. They have given me a certain job to do, to write a certain article on healthy church or healthy ministry. And that is going to be one of the points. Yeah. If you don't carry to, to, for the whole Assemblies of God, uh, Tennessee district. Yeah. And I'm going to tell them, if you don't carry a big heart, the ministry will kill you. If you don't allow the Lord to break you and break your heart, you are too rigid. So you are like this. The Lord said, bend a little because there is a covering. He said, no, I am too rigid. I, I can't bend. It will knock off your head. So many people give up when they are not supposed to give up because they don't understand what is called ministry. So number one, the church is his body. Number two, the church is his bride. And nobody jokes with anybody's bride. Don't try my wife. Oh. Okay. If I can't beat you physically, I'll beat you in my prayers. Hallelujah. Ada, you heard what I said, Abby? Yeah. The church is his bride. Nobody jokes with somebody else's bride. Everybody adorns his bride. When it is going to be wedding, come and see expenses. One day somebody said, man of God, our wedding, I said, bring me your expenses, let us discuss it. Because I try to help people. Because if you leave them alone, the things they will do and later regret, then they wake up in the morning and it becomes fight in the house. Because you wake up, instead of honeymoon, you are thinking of debt. Debt that you carried upon yourself for three hours to impress people. So I said, bring me your budget. Can we discuss it? They said, yes, Papa. I said, okay, let us discuss it. Now we discuss. I said, who is going to take care of this one? He said, we will. I said, what about this one? We will. I was thinking that they have sponsors. He said, this one too. He said, we will. I said, hey. So when we budgeted everything, it was almost about $30,000. I said, sister, 
$30,000 for three hours wedding. We will. No sponsorship. He said, yes. I said, I won't bless this marriage. I, I said, do you have the money there? Now, they said, oh, we will get this money from here. We will also, so, and then they said, oh, we will gather. This is so long ago. He said, we will gather money over one year. I said, are you not burning? She said, I'm burning. I asked the man. I said, are you not burning? He said, I'm burning. I said, this one year that you say you are going to raise this 30000 Do you know how much you burn? <laughs> I said, listen, let us do it according to your size. Sometimes you don't cut the coat according to your size. You cut the coat according to the material. If the material is small, you don't say that my size is big. The material is not there. So why must you cut the coat according to your size? Cut it according to the material. So now I sat them down with the scriptures. Kikri, kikri, kikri. Here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. We agreed. Oh, now everybody was happy. Everybody was happy. Now they saw me, Papa, thank God. You are God sent. I saw, yeah, you are God sent. Amen. Hallelujah. The church is his bride. People will spend so much to adorn their bride. The Lord, the reason why he said, I will build my church is because it is his bride. Revelation chapter 21 verse 9. In Revelation 21 verse 9. Mama Vice, look at what the Bible said. He said, and there came unto me one of the seven angels, which has seven vials full of the seven last place. And he talked with me and he said, come hither and I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he's talking about the church. The reason why he will build the church is because it is his bride. Number four, right? Number three. Why will he build the church? Because it is his dwelling place. The church. Ah, nobody beautifies where they don't dwell. The church is his dwelling place. Psalm 122. Somebody following me. Psalm 12, sorry, Psalm 132. Verse 13 all the way to 18. Psalm 132. Verse 13 all the way to verse number 18. He said, for the Lord has chosen Zion. Look at this. Are you not excited? So when you enter into the church, that is why I always tell people that be careful what you do to the church. What you do with the church. And what you do by the church. God, the church is his dwelling place. Go and see how people fortify their dwelling place. You try and then go to the White House and be a little suspicious. You won't return. We won't even know where they have put you. By the time they finish questioning you, just for being suspicious, around the White House, you will see. Amen. When you come, you understand that the church, look at that. He said, for the Lord has chosen what? And he ha- and I told you that in the Old Testament, because the body of the the body of the church was not revealed, they used to call it the Zion. They used to call it the heavenly Jerusalem. They used to call it all manner of names. Now he said he has desired it for his habitation. Yay! No wonder Bible said that for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. Matthew eighteen twenty one. Now look at verse number 14. Verse 14, we are reading all the way to 18. This is, the, this is my rest forever. Hi-ya-ya-ya. Here will I dwell. Why? For I have desired it. Look at the next statement. I will, I will abundantly bless her provision. And I will satisfy her poor with bread. 
Next one. Verse 16. We are reading to 18. I'll also close. Yea, her priest. With what? Salvation. And her saints shall shout for what? Oh, are you reading with me? Dorcas, are you sure? Verse 17. Look at verse 17. He said, There I will make the horn of David to bad. In other words, I'll bring up authority amongst them. I said, You are walking in authority. Look at that. Why? For I have ordained a lamp for my anointed. You will, listen, your lamp will never go out in Jesus' name. And the same scripture can also be for the last point over there. Why will he build his church? Because it is his delight. It is his delight. It is his delight. So for these four reasons, he is interested in building his church, which is the redeemed and Josephine, which is the congregation of the redeemed. Are we on the same page? Is somebody hearing me? So the question that I want us to ask and, and start answering is that how will he build his church? Is that not a valid question? Yeah. Because if for these reasons he will build his church, the next question is that how will he build his church? Because he has told us so that, you see, the reason why we must know is so that we can play our part. Because I've always told you that whatever the law says, there is his role and our responsibility that complements and make it whole. So when we understand what he has said, why he want to do this, and then we understand our role, then the purpose comes to completion. So the question is, if the Lord will build his church because of ABC reasons, the next question is, how? How will he build his church? Now let's read Matthew chapter 16. And then from verse number 17, from verse number 16 to 18. And then we will, we will be here and then we will continue from there. Now, and Simon answered. Now, start with me from verse number 13 so that we will understand the whole thing. When they were in Caesarea Philippi, Bible says that Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say I am? Okay? Now, look at verse number 14. And then some said, and they answered, some say that you are John the Baptist. Others say you are Elijah. Others say you are even Jeremiah. Others say you are one of the prophets. Verse 15. And then he said unto them, but whom do you Say that I am. And then verse number 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Look at that. For flesh and blood has not revealed it. Somebody say flesh and blood has not revealed it. Take note of that statement. And then he said, but my father which is in heaven. And then in verse 18, he said, I say unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock. Somebody say upon this rock. So, how will he build his church? He will build it upon the rock. And which rock? Because he wasn't saying, look at the statement. He wasn't saying that I will build it upon a rock. He said, I will build it upon I'll build it upon this rock. So there was a certain foundation that he was talking about. Which he's going to build his church upon. I've already told you the purpose and the reason why he will do that. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so he said that how I'm going to build my church is that 
I'm going to build it upon this rock. And what was the rock that he was talking about? The rock is in the verse number 17. He said, he said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee. So the rock upon which the Lord Jesus want to build his church is the rock of revelation. I need you to write it. Very, very, very important. I said, when the Lord was teaching me, I just stood there. I said, hey, it is the rock of revelation. He builds his church upon the spirit of revelation. Listen, when you hear, I'm going to define what the spirit of revelation is. But take note of these things. When you hear what God is saying, it is information. When you hear what God is saying, it is information. Number two, when you understand what God is saying, it is knowledge. Take note, there are differences. When you hear, it is information. When you hear and then you understand it, it moves from information to knowledge. Now, when you do or you apply what God is saying that you have heard and you understand, it is wisdom. It is wisdom. So when God speaks and you apply it, when God speaks and you do it, it is called the wisdom. It is called the spirit of wisdom operating in you. But when you see what God is saying, it is called revelation. I repeat it without charging you. I said again, when you hear what God is saying, it is information. And then, when you understand what God is saying, it is knowledge. Understanding breeds knowledge. It is knowledge. And then when you do, or when you apply what God is saying, it is wisdom. And then, when you get to the place where you see, you are able to imagine ah, what God is saying. It is revelation. So there is the word we hear and there is the word we see. When you move from hearing and then doing, from hearing, from understanding, from applying to seeing what God is saying. And that is how buildings are erected. When you go to the, am I going too fast? The podcast is there in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Amen. Now listen, when you go to the building site and they are building, sometimes some people are putting columns somewhere. Some people are digging from somewhere. Some people are filling somewhere. And then you ask yourself, why wouldn't they all be at the same place? How would they be able to know what they are doing? Because they've already seen what they want to do. You see, they don't see it after they have finished. They have already seen it. So when you come to the place of seeing what God is saying without even seeing it physically, that is revelation. That is revelation. So if I have to give you a technical definition of revelation, I will say that revelation is the ability to see what God is saying through your imagination. Are we together? Let's go. Are you with me? So revelation... 
And it is so very important. If you don't have this, this spirit called the spirit of revelation, there is no way you can get certain things. There is no way you can get certain things. Brothers and sisters, is somebody listening to what I'm saying? You see? So, this is how Jesus said, I will build my church. In other words, when the Lord speaks, he expects us to see it. He expects us to visualize it. You see, you don't have to see. Why Bible say that Abraham moved hope against hope? He believed. Bible said that he believed in those things that be not as though they were. Genesis chapter 13. Look at how the Lord did his work. In Genesis chapter 13, from verse 14, the Lord came unto Abraham. He was then Abraham. After Lord had separated from him, and the Lord said unto him, he said, lift up now your eyes. Look very well. He said, lift up now your eyes and look from the place where you are. You see, look away from your beginning. Look away from where you are. You must be able to see farther than where you are. If you can't imagine it in your mind, you can't have the supply for it. If you can't imagine it in your mind, you won't have the power for it. In the book of Genesis chapter 11, and I think verse number 6 down was, Bible specifically said that, look at Genesis chapter 11 verse 6, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this that they have begun to do, now nothing will restrain them, look at that, which they have imagined to do. So the ability to imagine and see it, we call it 3D. Your ability to conceptualize what God is saying. You see, you must begin to see that healing before you possess it. You must begin to see that child before you born that child. You must begin to see that document before it falls into your hand. You must begin to see that joy in that home, that peace in your life before you must conceptualize it. He said, lift up now your eyes from where you are. In Joshua chapter 6 verse 2, thank you Holy Spirit. The Lord said unto Joshua, he said, and the Lord said unto Joshua, see, see, see. If you can't see, you can't say it. If you can't say it, you can't seize it. I'll say it again, girl. For free, I promise you. Except you want to give me a seed afterwards. If you can, <laughs> if you can, if you if you can't see it, you can't say it. It is what you see, and whatever you see, you can't doubt. You can doubt what is told you. You can't doubt what you see. I saw the man. The man was wearing a blue navy dress. You can't tell me it is not. It is white. He was. I said I saw the thing. What are you talking about? You can't doubt what you have seen. So if you can see it, you can say it. And if you can say it, you can seize it. That is why in Psalm 81 verse 10, he said, open your mouth wide and I will feel it. But how can you open your mouth when you, can't, you have not even seen it? Hey! Here, yay, thank you Holy Spirit. Here, the Bible says, am I you with me? Here, the Bible says that, look at that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, he said, what the Lord has prepared for them that love him, 
eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered into the heart so how can we have it except we see it so he said in verse number 12 look at verse he said verse 12 he said now give me sorry verse number 10 look at verse number 10 he said but god yay this is too exciting it is too sweet this is what triggers my preaching and i'm not able to stop but the lord help me today in jesus name hallelujah look at that <laughs> he said but god you see give me verse 9 again he said what the lord has prepared brianna eyes have not seen the ears have not heard the heart has not perceived it but you can have it by what verse 10 by revelation look at that but god has revealed so until you walk in the spirit of revelation his church cannot be built until you come to the place of conceptualizing it whatever you must have in life you must be able to see before god created man he said let us make man in our image and in our likeness what shall they do they will have power over the air power over the earth power over the this power over he conceptualized it then he went to work. He began forming. When he finished, he breathed into him. He said, yes, yes. This is exactly what I saw. You can't have what you have not seen. Look from where you are, Tayo. See yourself on the screen. Everything you see here, I saw it before we started it. But we have not even started. Hallelujah. You watch it. I'm telling you. Praise the name of Jesus. When that ultra modern, multifaceted, avant garde, state of the art building comes, and then souls are trooping in to be saved white, black, green, pink, yellow, short, long. That is when you know that we have started doing something. I tell you, can you see it? Can you see your, fa- your future? So there are people. Who are walking about seeing strange, strange things. And you see, listen, Dahlia, if the devil can give you a picture and you buy it, that is your portion. Remember, I told you last week that in the kingdom, what you see, you partake in it. What you hear, you partake in it. And what you think, don't forget these three things. In the kingdom, these three things are very important. That is why a man with revelation that don't open his mouth rough, rough. When you talk, I know whether you have revelation or not. Because in the kingdom, we partake in what we see. We partake in what we, we hear. And we partake in what we say. Yeah. And what we think. Praise the name of Jesus. So look at that. He said, the things that eyes have not seen, ears have not, you can have it. Somebody say, I can have it. So stop saying that, oh, you know, as for these people, they talk faith. faith. We, we are not talking faith. We are talking scriptures. The Lord said that they are there. But you can't have it except by the spirit of revelation which Jesus said upon this rock, the rock of revelation, I will build my church. He said that, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. By his spirit. So the spirit of revelation. No wonder in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 from verse number 17. Let's read from verse number 15. Look at the prayer that that, that, that Paul prayed for the church. Look at the prayer that Paul prayed for the church. Very powerful 
prayer. Are we in Ephesians chapter 1? Now, can we start reading from verse number 15? He said that, Wherefore, uh-huh, where, for, uh, when I also heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love unto all the saints, what did I do? I ceased not to give thanks unto God, making mention of you in my prayers. Do you know why Paul was so powerful? He said, I'm the least of the apostles, yet I'm the best. And it was because of revelation. Before we continue reading this, in Galatians chapter 1, verse 11 to 12, he said, I certify, brethren, that the gospel that I preached unto you, I didn't learn it from anywhere. I certify that I didn't learn it of any man. But how did I get it? Verse 12, he said, by the revelation, look at that. For I neither receive it of man, but yea. Are you seeing the scripture? But by what? But by what? This is what made Paul different. One day, they went to ask Peter some questions about the scriptures. And then Peter was confused. He said, where did you get this information from? They said, it was Paul that preached it. And brought. Peter said, if it is for me, even me, I can understand it. Because the man was walking in another dimension. He, he, this is a man that was walking in another dimension. He was operating by the spirit of revelation. Anything that Paul did one day in the book of First Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23, the apostles had communion with Jesus, they didn't still understand it. Paul came, he said, I have received of the Lord that which I also give unto you. They said, What are you talking about? He said, I'm talking about the communion. Then he started the night before Jesus was crucified. I was not there, but he told me that he took bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to them. He said, It is my body. Took cup after they had supped. Blessed it, gave it to them. He said, it is my blood. He said, do this in memory of me. Anybody that do this, hey! He gave them everything. Paul was not there when Jesus was introducing the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He came in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. He began to give us the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. When Paul wanted to pray for the church, 1 Corinthians chapter, sorry, Ephesians chapter 1. And then verse number 16, he said, I cease not to give thanks for you in my prayers. But verse 17, look at verse 17. He said that God, look at the prayer that Paul was praying for the church. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you two things. Number one, the spirit of wisdom so that you can be able to do what the word says you should do. Because in John chapter 2 verse 5, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. That is the bedrock of all miracles. And then he said, he will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. In the knowledge of him. So that what will happen? Then look at that. By revelation, he said, so that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. And you will be able to know what is the hope of his call and what the riches the things that are embedded in this thing called christianity so that you know that it is not just a sunday go to church wednesday go to church go home go to church go home but you know that hey 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 i am the driver of my community i am the driver of my family and if i said driver i sleep i will kill not only myself but i will kill my passengers it is only when your eyes are open 
It is only when so by the spirit of wisdom and by the spirit of revelation, he said that your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his glory of his inheritance amongst the saints. So it is by revelation. That is why sometimes we say that I can never die prematurely. No, we don't say it and we are afraid though. Hey. Papa, stop saying it. What about if tomorrow you, you... No, 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 no. There is a spirit of revelation. I told you that what you see, you can't doubt, Abby. Yeah. The spirit of revelation. It gives you that kind of tenacity and conviction. Look at you. You sit in the aircraft. The aircraft shakes a little. Bo, 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 bo. There's a little bump in the sky. Bo, 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 bo. Jesus, if I've done anything, please forgive me. Oh, forgive me. Oh, forgive me. Oh, I must set my home in order. I don't know. Look at you. I sit in the aircraft. I say that because of me, everybody will land. Because the Lord didn't tell me that I was going to die in the air. The Lord told me that He's taking me to Abukaki and He'll bring me back. Why must I die? By the spirit of revelation. Is somebody following me? Say, Lord, the spirit of revelation. When you have the spirit of revelation, it doesn't matter the storms. That is why Jesus said, upon this rock, the spirit of revelation will become a rock. For in the book of Matthew chapter 7, from verse 24 to 27, we are told that when you build, depending on what you build on, whether it is a rock or it is sand, it will show what will happen when the pressures of life come. When you build on revelation, when you marry, you see the marriage 50 years, 60, 70, 80, 90. You don't go to them and say that as I'm seeing him shining like that, as I'm seeing her shining like that, if tomorrow she's not shining, I'm jumping out. No. You are not marrying by revelation. When you marry by revelation, listen, you are not married to an angel. Tell somebody you won't marry an angel. You marry a human being. Who is somewhere like you? Please help me, help me, help me. Say, who is somewhere like you? And tell the person, by the spirit of revelation, you will stay and work on it and make it enjoyable. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. By the spirit of revelation. Now, God, God give, give me that. What scripture were we reading before this one? Ephesians chapter 1. Now, look at the prayer that Paul was praying. This is where I'm ending. Elder. He said that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches, Melissa, yay, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. It is by revelation that you know that when sickness comes, it must check out. I'm saying it, girl. It is by revelation. Otherwise, you subscribe and you say, you know, if you're a human being, you can be sick, you know. If you're a human but yeah, listen, nobody's saying that sickness may not come by. It got to check out. And it can only check out by revelation. The things that God has prepared for them, for them that love him, but it is revealed by revelation, by his spirit. Look at this. He said, verse 19. Verse 19. He said, Yay. So you see, even what the exceeding greatness of God's power towards us who believe are, it is known by revelation. Yeah, it is known by revelation. Don't you know that 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and then verse number 
15. In fact, verse number 14 and 15. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. He said that the natural man receives not the things of the spirit, for they are foolishness unto him. He cannot discern them. And then verse number 15. Look at verse 15. But he that is spiritual, you see? So by revelation, you judge all things. The word judge means you determine the outcome of situations. I didn't write the Bible. Love it. You didn't write it. We just got to believe this by revelation. Can I continue from here on Sunday? Are you sure? You give me the liberty? Then I can end now. Because the notes that I have, I think I'm unwanted. (laughs) You know, when God is downloading mysteries to me, I can't stop writing. I keep writing, I keep writing. I said, wow, Lord, why didn't you show me this all, all along? It's so beautiful. By revelation. Say, Lord, the spirit of revelation. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. The spirit of revelation. If a revelation is even the mother of faith, and I will tell you on Sunday, the spirit of revelation. It is by revelation that will let Daniel enter into the lions then and come out alive. Not because the lions are not hungry. But by revelation, he knows that a lion can't eat a lion. And if I be the brother of the lion of the tribe of Judah, I cannot be eaten. It is by revelation that the three Hebrew boys will say that, Oh, Ken, we are not careful to answer you revelation lift up your voice pray that was the prayer that paul prayed for the church that the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation you are a student the spirit of revelation jumps upon you my goodness who told you that you fail it comes with something called an excellent spirit the spirit of revelation pray lord the spirit of revelation everybody all my children pray i want you to pray Talk to God. He will hear you. God is not listening to only the adults. Talk to God. Tell God, Father, give me the spirit of revelation. You'll be very smart. You'll be smarter than your classmates. Pray. All of you pray. Everybody pray. It is by revelation that your marriage will be sweet. It is by revelation that your stay in any place, you will command the blessings of that place. It is by revelation. It is by revelation. You are a businessman, a businesswoman. Listen, by the spirit of revelation, you can be so unique. You'll be so special. By the spirit of revelation, we will jump over troops. Lift up your voice and pray. Hey, let me tell you by the spirit of revelation, you don't repeat the history of your family. It is by the spirit of revelation. Can somebody pray? Can somebody pray? Just two more minutes. Just pray. The spirit of revelation. That is the prayer that Paul prayed for them. The spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. Lord, baptize me with the spirit of revelation. If you ask him, he will give it unto you. Look at how Peter was outstanding amongst the 12 disciples. He said, you are Peter. Upon this revelation, the power of revelation. Hey. Revelation is so sweet. Revelation makes you as bold as a lion. 
You know by revelation when you are Randy, when you are one step away from shame, I know it. It is in my spirit. You will not be put to shame. Not because we just say it by rhetorics, but because by revelation, by revelation, the Lord is interested in building his church more than the church being interested in being built. Because we represent the fullness of the work of Christ. Oh, I'm going to feed on this podcast. The mighty name of Jesus. The spirit of revelation. He said, he that is spiritual. He that works in revelation. Judges all things. He judges all things. And look at what he said. He said, yet he himself is not judged of any man. A man that works in revelation. No human being can put you down. No human being. Let one million devils gang up against you. They will fall. In Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17. In fact verse 15. He said they shall surely gather together against you. Can you rise up on your feet for me for a minute. He said they shall surely gather together against you. But not by me. Why would they fall? Because you operate by revelation. Whosoever shall gather together against you shall fall for your sake. Why? Because you walk in revelation. Lift up your voice and pray. He said, I'll build my church. The church is built on the spirit of revelation. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Can you put your hand on your head or on your forehead? I want to pray for the impartation of the spirit of revelation. Listen, listen. The spirit of revelation doesn't only operate in the, in the spiritual. No, no, no. You get to any place. You are able to know what to do. Listen, many people don't know what to do in life. Yeah. So they miss very vital opportunities. They miss very vital blessings. They do the right thing at the wrong time. The Lord said, go. They are coming. Listen, without the spirit of revelation, you will miss the people that you must meet. And you will meet the people that you must miss. The spirit of revelation, you appear at a place. He said, wait. Then you know that I'm waiting. Ah, 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 ah. This is so important. Just pray. Lay your hand on your forehead. Say, Lord, the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. Put your hand on your forehead. Put it, put it there. I want you to pray. Lord, the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. To know what to do. To know what to say. To know how to conduct myself. David was walking in the spirit of revelation. Bible said that he behaved himself wisely. Ah! How can we be the sheep among wolves and yet we will not be eaten by the spirit of revelation? Father online and in-house, the spirit of revelation, baptize us with it, O Lord. There are some of us, you are not even dreaming again. If you don't mind, you can keep your hand on your head or on your forehead for me. Some of us, we are not dreaming again. You can't even dream. You can't even visualize. Right now, in the name of Jesus, let that eye be opened. Let the, your, the eye of your understanding, the eyes of your understanding, 
be enlightened, be opened, be opened, be opened, be opened in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not make mistakes again. You will not miss it again. Receive impartation. The spirit of revelation. Receive it in Jesus' name. Somebody begin to bless the name of the Lord. Oh, for the impartation of revelation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Put your hands together. Shout me a believing amen. Take your seat for me for a moment. Listen. This thing that I'm teaching today and tomorrow and next and Sunday and probably whatever time the Lord makes us. Listen, eh? Listen, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. It will change our disposition. It will make you ten times better than you are before the month ends. It's revelation. I want you to lift an offering unto the... I have many things, so I'll continue on Sunday. Because I've not even gone to facts about the spirit of revelation. And in fact, about the spirit of revelation, I have ten facts. Hey, uh-huh. It makes you see as God sees. I have not even said that one, Abby. It delivers supply. Hey. It makes you sail through the storms of life. They are too plenty. They are too plenty. I'll go in there on Sunday. First service, eight. Second service, ten. It is revelation that will let you even give. You see? Because the world will tell you that keeping is having. But by revelation, you will know that giving is having. Because Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says that. Look at Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Says, That's why sometimes we pay tight and we give. He said, Give. And it shall what? be given unto you. It is by revelation that you understand the scripture. How can giving make you rich? But it is by revelation. You see? Yeah. He said, give and it shall be given back unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. Running over. Shall men, not angels, give into your bosom. But Satan will say that, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Keep it, keep it, keep it by revelation. But the Lord bless you for giving. The Lord bless you for paying your tithe. Father, we thank you for the spirit of revelation behind giving. And we ask that you bless our seed. Please put a giving portal on the line for me. So we give by tightly. Text the word give to the number 833-859-4117. We do by PayPal. Holyhilltn at gmail.com. We do by Venmo. Zell Cash App. Now, with these three, Venmo, Zell, Cash App, use the 720-645-6629. Father, we thank you. By the spirit of revelation, we give. Let your name be glorified. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Amen. Please drop it with joy. Hallelujah. Sow that bountiful seed through Cash App, through Zell. Sow it in. Now, if you have your cash card, Let's say your visa, your ATM card, your MasterCard, your whatever. Please, Minister Jada, are you there? Yeah, that hand, the owner will help you. Father, bless our seed in Jesus' mighty name. Now, we want to quickly take our communion. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to thank each and every one of you that is in-house. That keep coming. The cold is coming. But don't let the cold stop you from coming to church. Hallelujah. Yeah. Father, we thank you for the bread. We declare your blessings over it. We receive it by revelation as the body of Christ. As we break it. I want you to break it now by revelation. See it as the body. We bless the cup. We see it as the blood. So now by revelation, can we eat the body and the blood together? It's today your first time here. I want to give you a very special welcome. Today your first time. Holy Hill Chapel, please let's work on all our first timers and all our contacts so that we can bring them in, that they might be fed and that the Lord's house will be full. Amen. God bless you. Shall we be on our feet? Now, as we are on our feet and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, I want us to pray this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me so that I can be part of your body that you took out of hell. I receive your payment for my sins. I declare my sins are forgiven. I am part of the body of Christ. I am born again. Thank you for salvation. Jesus mighty name. Now the Lord bless you. Say amen. The Lord favor you. The Lord amplify his goodness in your life. The Lord give you his peace. The Lord surround you with advancement. And the Lord surround you with profit. The Lord bless the work of your hands. Listen, you won't die prematurely. You won't bury your children. You will live all the days of your life upon the earth. Your children will be great. Your grandchildren will be great. The Lord will prosper the work of your hands. The Lord give you his overflow. May you be a blessing unto your generation all the days of your life. Jesus blessed and mighty name. The road network from here to your home is safe. Live Go with the confidence and assurance that in Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever amen can we take our prophetic declaration with intention with long life full of prosperity and sound health shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives amen enjoy your sleep i'll see you on the prayer line at 3 a.m central time god bless you i love you and bye-bye